Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name's Tom Short and I am so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, pray about it, and trust God to transform our life with His Word. That's what He does, my friends. The Word of God is powerful and it can change a life, never doubt it. And what we're talking about today is also powerful and can change a life. As a matter of fact, maybe our topic today has changed more lives than any other topic ever written or ever discussed or ever out there. I say written because there's probably been more songs written about this, more poems written about this, more literature written about this, more themes, this theme that comes forth, and that is such an important thing. We're talking about the prayers of Paul, and today particularly a prayer from Ephesians chapter 3, where Paul talks about the love of God. Now, before we get into it, I want to start by saying he has a promise here that if you understand and grasp what we're going to talk about today, you will be filled with the fullness of God. My goodness, imagine that. What in the world could that mean? The God who created the universe? Remember, I've shared this before, but when I first became a Christian, I had a girlfriend. And she wouldn't be, she didn't believe in Christianity. Her dad actually was a minister, a Christian minister, but she her argument was that all that God was so great he couldn't fit into one person, as in Jesus. He was just too big to fit into one person. And my point was God's so big, so great, so awesome, he can do even that. There's nothing impossible with God. But now I think about me, and I think about you. Can the fullness of God fit in us? We'll talk about this in a moment. But first, let's get on to what leads to that. He prays here in Ephesians 3. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. What an awesome, awesome, awesome verse this is. It's interesting, by the way, it sounds a little bit like chapter 1. In chapter 1, Paul prays, and he talks about that they might know the greatness of God's power, the greatness of his love that we would be his inheritance that he would value us that much that we're his glorious inheritance that we might know the hope of our calling those are things that we might know but here in chapter three he says he's talking about things that you might have that you might have the strength of god or that you might attain to it you might experience you might it might be yours and likewise here that we might be rooted in ground love that we might not just know about the love of god but that we might experience it. Now, it is interesting. He tells us that it's beyond comprehension. The love of God is beyond our ability to fully grasp. Now, that doesn't mean you can't know it. Sometimes on campus, students tell me that because they, you know, that God is unknowable, and this is part of the idea of agnosticism or even uh, a, a defeatism that says we can't ever have a relationship with God? Is God so great you could never know Him? Well, the answer is pretty simple. You can know God, but we'll never know Him fully, completely, absolutely. 
that's a that's a something that's going to take eternity. We're going to be knowing about God and learning about God through eternity. But that doesn't mean you can't know Him now. There are people I know now, but I don't know them fully, and I might know them even better a year from now than I do today. And I know them better now than I did a year ago. Likewise, I, I know God. You know God, I hope. But I hope we'll know Him better in a year from now. That's what we want to do. We want to, as it says, we saw earlier in, 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 um, in, in Colossians, that one of Paul's prayers is that we would be increasing in the knowledge of God. We know Him, but we want to be growing in the knowledge of God. So the love of Christ is incomprehensible, and yet he says that you might know it, you might experience it, that you might have it be your reality, even though it is beyond it is the full comprehension, the full knowledge of God and His love. Well, it's going to take the ages to come for us to even begin to grasp it. I talk about the, this comprehension of the love of God, there's so many beautiful songs written about it, and I'm so grateful for poets and those who have uh, literary gifts and those who can write music who put into words sometimes things that are so hard for us to express. On Saturdays here, we, or excuse me, on Sundays, we talk here about a, uh, a hymn or a contemporary song, and we look at what it says because God has given us gifted, talented writers who tell us things that sometimes I sing a song and I say, God, thank you for the truth of this song, but thank you also that you gave a gift to this person to put into words what, what's really in my heart, but I don't know how to express it. And so on Sundays, we look at some of these expressions of, of uh, faith that have been written by great writers throughout, currently and throughout history. But there are so many songs about the love of God. Uh, Charles Wesley wrote, Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? What a beautiful hymn he writes about the love of God. We've talked, I think, on a Sunday previously, we've talked about the song, The Love of God. Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Oh, love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless, how strong it shall forevermore endure, the saints and angels' song. How true. How true if you were to write the story of the love of God, if the, if the, if the scroll was as big as the heavens. It wouldn't be big enough. If, the, if we had the ink that would fill the oceans, it wouldn't be enough to write of the love of God. It's beyond knowledge. And yet, friends, brothers, and sisters, on the other hand, it's so simple. I, I do want to share with you a list of verses that I would encourage you to meditate on, think about, memorize, pray over, Ask God to help these get deep within your soul. The whole, the whole of chapter, 1 John chapter 4, that talks about the love of God within us. Romans 8, 37, 39, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, no created thing, nothing in, uh, that's to come, nothing that's ever been. Isaiah 54, 
Verse 10, that though the mountains may be removed. Can you imagine that? The mountains be removed, yet God's love will not be removed from us. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love for us. In the, while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Psalm 136, that's that psalm, if you've ever read it, where every other line for his love endures forever, his loving kindness endures forever. I used to just, you know, realize uh, all these, you know, thank God that he did this for his loving kindness endures forever. And then he did this, and his loving kindness endures forever. And he brought us out of Egypt for his loving kindness endures forever. And he destroyed the Egyptians for his loving kindness endures forever. And I used to just start skipping the loving kindness endures forever. I don't do that anymore. That's what the theme, that's what the song's, the psalm's all about. His loving kindness endures in every situation, every circumstance. Zephaniah 3.17 the Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who saves. He'll rejoice over you with shouts of joy. He'll be quiet in his love. What a great song of the love of God. 1 John 3, see how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the, the children of God, and such we are. Such we are. The love of God that we would be called his children. And then, of course, 1 John 15, 13. Greater love is no man than this. Then let he lay down his life for his friends. Brothers and sisters, as we, as we grow in our lives, might this be, might we grow in the knowledge of God, the knowledge of his love for us. Now, it's interesting, he also says here, that you might be able to comprehend with all the saints that you being rooted and grounded in love might be able to comprehend with all the saints. I think what he's saying here is that to really know the love of God there is a very personal element to it. And sometimes God comes to us in very personal ways, particularly in difficult, trying times. And this is something we do believe. But he also says, to really grasp the love of God, we do it with others. That sometimes the love of God, often the love of God comes to us through other people. Now, there's a very interesting thing. That means that you've got to be open to receiving the love of God from others. Sometimes in our pride, we don't do that. We, we, we want to be self-sufficient. I'm fine. I don't need others. I'm okay. I'm a self-made person. And this is just pride that keeps us from at times when we're needy, from receiving the love of God. We feel we might need to uphold an image. We might need to look tough, strong, self-independent. Self Brothers and sisters, be humble enough to receive the love of God from other people. Let others love you. We need that. And the other side of that coin is sometimes you'll be the person through whom the love of God is known. Sometimes people who are doubting the love of God, who are doubting their own value, who are wondering how anyone could love them, let alone God, you're going to be the one that reaches out to them, touches their life, blesses them, is there for them, stands by them, is patient with them, kind towards them, good towards them, accepting of them, loving towards them. You're going to be the person. You're going to be the channel of God's love to them. And with many people, that's, we, we wish we could all just get it straight from God, but God's chosen to show his love to us through other people. And so, if you want to know the love of God, receive it from others, but also be willing to give it to others. 
It's interesting he says here that you might know the, the, what the breadth and length and height and depth. It's like four dimensions. And I've often thought we live in a three-dimensional world, but the love of Christ, so high you can't go over it, so broad you can't go around it. you got to go through the door, the door of Jesus Christ. You can receive his love. That's all you can do. It's so high, so broad, so far, so deep. The love of God is beyond comprehension. One final song that I have been blessed with recently, I don't, don't think I even knew it before a couple of years ago, called There's a Fountain. It's written in the 1700s. We'll talk about this one Sunday morning. There's a fountain filled with blood, the blood of Christ, by which we know the love of God, that God would give his son for us. And I think it's verse 4 or 5, just the refrain says, And since that time, redeeming love has been my theme and will be till I die. I've noticed something in my generation of Christian. I came to Christ during the, the great revival of the, of the 1970s, the early 70s and the 70s of the Jesus movement. Um. You may have come to Christ during that time, too. Jesus came alive, became personal to me. I've been raised in a church, but, but that's when I, it was during this Jesus movement that I discovered the love of God in a personal way. Amazing grace became alive to me. Um, I, came, I came to know Jesus. I came to understand the gospel, what it really meant. What I'd, what I'd grown up saying that Christ died for our sins, I grasped what that meant, that he, that what he, that he was my Savior. And what it meant that he went on the cross for my sins personally. And I was captured with the love of God. I remember coming home from one Bible study. And I, we had it. It was about a, about a two or three mile walk home from this Bible study that I'd walked to. And I was just so filled with the love of God. And, and I was just skipping. I was, I was jumping and running. And I remember praying, Father, I pray that I would be filled with such love. Me, a guy who'd been angry and a guy who'd been unkind and so selfish and so proud that I would be so filled with the love of God that this was my prayer. No atheist could ever exist in my presence. That they would have to acknowledge there's a, when they're around me, they'd have to acknowledge there's a living God because I've been so transformed. I've been so changed. They'd have to acknowledge there's a God. And love was so critical into me. And it was to show the love of God, to have the love of God. And I hope you, and I bet you've experienced that as well. As time went on, we evangelized in this postmodern world, on our, post, on our world, postmodernism rejects the concept of truth. And we began to understand that the Christian faith is not based on, it, it, on a feeling, it's based on truth. And this is the battle that I've had to fight on the campus for so many years, that truth exists. Truth is found in Jesus Christ. The truth comes from God. And as our culture has rejected God, more or less, and now our feelings become the source of authority and what's right and true, we've been in this battle for truth, and I've been in this battle for truth, and this is such a critical part of the Christian faith, truth. But in so doing, I hope and pray that I will never lose that kindness, that gentleness, that graciousness, that love of God that can touch the soul. And I hope you won't either. That, that as we started with the love of God, began to emphasize the truthfulness of God, that we make sure that we never lose sight of the love of God. If we speak with the tongue of men and angels and have not love, like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal,
and that as we grow and, shall we say, mellow and become seasoned saints, that the love of God will be our theme and will be till we die. Father in heaven, we thank you for the greatness of the love of God. It's incomprehensible, and yet you say we can know it as we comprehend it with all the saints. So I pray today for each one of us, Father, that we would be filled to the fullness, that we might know the length, breadth, and height, and depth of the love of Christ, that this might become real to us, it might become personal, and that we would always be increasing in the knowledge of God. And I pray, Father, that we would understand the love of Christ more today than we did last year, but we'd understand it more in a month and two months and a year from now than we do today. That we'd be growing to understand just the nature, the character that God is love. We thank you. We bless you. We bless you for Jesus Christ, the demonstration of your love, that you would come to earth, that you would live for others, you'd seek and save the lost, you'd ultimately give yourself on the cross for us and demonstrate your great love. We bless you and we love you and we worship you and we pray, fill us with the knowledge of your love that we might be filled with the fullness of God. We bless you in Jesus' name, amen. And that, my friends, is what the fullness of God means. The fullness of God is found in Christ. In him dwells all the fullness of deity. How could you be filled with the fullness of God? It means you're filled to the full. It doesn't mean all of God is fit in just you, but that his spirit and Christ himself fills us to our utter complete capacity that we're filled with the love of God. Thanks for being with me. I hope you come back every day because we believe as we get in the word of God and we have discussions like this every single day. It transforms us. We're not once a week Christians. We're, we're everyday Christians. And I pray that's you would be. So make sure if you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe. Hope you hit the notify button. Share this with your friends. Tell them about these live streams because we're here every day here live or watch later in the day or check out the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, make his face shine upon you and fill you with his goodness and love. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.